Welcome to the second episode in our Mental Health Month series, You Are Not Alone. If you missed last week's episode, go check it out. In it, I explain what this series is all about through this month. But to sum it up, You Are Not Alone is about reminding you that no matter what you live with, no matter what you've been through, no matter what symptoms you have, no matter how strongly you feel, like no one could ever understand, you are not alone. So many of us are here right now together, listening to this podcast, going through different things, feeling all sorts of different ways, but together. So part two, let's get started. Inspiration comes in many shapes and forms, as I mentioned in last week's episode. And TikTok is a great conversation starter with my episodes. So instead of coming up with random topics, it's really important that the subject matter is relevant, useful even. So for that, social media can be my best friend. And it's a tremendous emotional microphone for those brave enough to put themselves out there. And surprisingly, there are many, just so you know. During some of my late night scrolls, I've been seeing some posts that have brought up the topic, mental health symptoms that aren't talked about enough. I thought that was really interesting, so I chased down the rabbit hole with great interest. A lot of people are being open about their mental health struggles now and certainly way more open than what they used to be, which is wonderful. But mental health is such a a diverse thing that even with all of this openness and all of this sharing, you might feel that what you're going through, your specific situation, may not be represented, much less trending. I don't even mean your exact diagnosis or symptoms, not to say that those things aren't important, but right now, I'm talking more about your experiences, your, your life, your journey, everything that you've been through. You've probably had some experiences that you've heard a lot of people talk about. Like maybe you, you've had an anxiety attack before. I've seen people talk openly about living with anxiety. Or maybe you live with depression. That gets addressed a lot too on social media. And it's for good reason. I mean, anxiety and depression are the two most common mental illnesses in the world. Even in 2021, the World Health Organization said roughly 280 million people in the world have depression. 280 million. That's just shy of the 330 million that live in the United States. I'm going to say that again. 280 million people in the world that are living with depression. And inside the U.S., there are 330 million people living here. Do you see the math? I mean, imagine a pocket the size of the United States and everyone there is living through depression. That is an immense amount of people. Talk about you are not alone. That is certainly the case. But the thing, (laughs) the ironic thing, is that you probably do feel alone. Even if you've seen other people talk about feeling the same way that you do, it's just the way our brains work sometimes, right? 
And if you don't see your experiences, your your feelings, your symptoms reflected in what other people share, if you've gone through things that seem outside of what you see others sharing publicly, then that feeling of aloneness can become even bigger. Like maybe you start thinking, geez, these people are just being so honest about their mental health struggles, but nothing they talk about sounds like anything I'm going through. I must be special, though not in a good sort of way, a lot more special than anyone else on TikTok. I should just take a seat in the back and keep my profile on the quieter side. And so you don't share. And you feel even more different, even more alone, one of a kind, even. And while you are one of a kind, you are special, but in a beautiful special. But you know what? I think that sometimes, especially when it comes to mental health, seeing ourselves as too unique, too different, this can keep us locked in a cycle of shame. Of course, I hope that more and more different mental health experiences start to be shared openly and publicly so that people can start recognizing, hey, you know what, I really am not alone, as the conversation is coming more and more open. But what about in the meantime? Can we do anything to lift this cloud of shame off of our shoulders, off of your shoulders? Is there a way to stop carrying this heavy, heavy burden that you feel like you're completely alone with? I'd like to think so. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. I'm going to repeat something I said earlier. Sometimes, especially when it comes to mental health, seeing ourselves as too different can keep us locked in a cycle of shame. Shame becomes like this dark fog that's always following us around. We're struggling, but we dare not tell anyone. You've never heard anyone talk about feeling this way or thinking this way. You're afraid that if you speak up, then people will think, hmm, they're, you know, a little not of sound mind. Side note, I'm not a big fan of using the term crazy, so I'm avoiding that characterization, as it's not really a word that we should be using to describe anyone. But going back to this fog of shame, how we don't want to tell anyone about it, and how we just feel like we're the only one carrying it, and how it makes us feel that we're just not all there. But somehow the standards for how you treat a person go way lower when it's yourself you're talking to. It's strange, right? I mean, we're so quick to treat ourselves in ways that we would never, ever treat anyone else. No one wants to be thought of as mentally unstable, so we just keep quiet about it. We hide our feelings. We, no one can ever know what we're going through. And so no one does ever know. And because no one ever knows, you feel like no one understands. And that dark fog of shame, it just grows thicker and thicker and thicker. 
And that's what I mean about getting locked in a cycle of shame. So I'd like for you to try something with me. This is a really neat, just kind of visualization. I'd like for you to close your eyes. Let's just take a few breaths. At your own leisure, just take a subtle breath in and a subtle breath out. Just taking a few breaths. Now, I'd like for you to imagine we're all at a park together. There are just north of 30,000 of you who listen to these episodes each week. So, if you imagine, we're all sitting together in this park, and it's a pretty large park, a, a field. We're not sitting closely together. You know we're all here, but you have your own space. Maybe we're in St. James's Park in London, or in Central Park in New York. But it's a foggy day, and like a really deep fog. The kind that doesn't let you see more than a foot or a meter in front of you. You can barely see your hand in front of your face. That's how deep this fog is. And the fogging isn't allowing us to, to see each other's faces. So you're definitely in a huge group, but you definitely feel like you're just by yourself. This is the fog of shame. A collective fog of shame that's built from each of our mental health experiences. Built from all the stuff about our mental health that we've been too ashamed to tell anybody about. We're all trying to walk through this dense fog. Now, I want you to answer this question for yourself. There are 30,000 of us here in this field together right now. Is it possible? Is it remotely imaginable that out of 30,000 people that we're in this park with, is it possible that someone here, just one person, has felt what you've felt? Has gone through what you've gone through or are going through? Just one person who could understand you. It's kind of silly to think that there wouldn't be, right? I mean, 30,000 people, it's a lot of people. Their eyes still closed. I just want you to think about this for a second. And then inside this park, across the field, you can see a little bit of an opening. Like the fog is, is clearing around someone. It's, it's beginning to open up. You don't know who this person is, but you've seen them. And as they look around, they stop and notice you. An awkward wave as you both realize you're the only two inside this massive fog party that it's just lifted. And you're the only two that you see. As the fog around them begins to clear more, and you notice the fog around you it's beginning to clear more, too. You begin to ask yourself, huh, I wonder if they're going through what I'm going through. Breathe in compassion for this person. If you think they're going through what you are, 
then just take that second because you know what they're going through. So take a deep breath in for them. Maybe they can't take that breath in right now. So take that deep breath of compassion in for this person. And then take that breath out, this breath of compassion for that person. You can see your breath clearing the fog more and more. Now take a deep breath in of compassion for yourself and a deep breath out of compassion for yourself. In this image, the sunlight is starting to trickle through and you're beginning to see each other more clearly and you're beginning to recognize that in a sea of 30,000 people, someone's going through exactly what you're going through. And there's some hope in that. There's uh, some lifting of the fog. There's not that idea of feeling completely alone. With your eyes still closed, I want you to imagine this soft smile on your lips. And enjoying the feeling of this shame lifting from your shoulders. Enjoy this sunlight of compassion that you're breathing in and you're breathing out. I'd like for you to gently open your eyes. What you're going through right now is a lot. It is, no matter what it is, it's a lot. But knowing that there are others out there that have either been through what you are going through or are going through it right now, makes us feel, even just for a minute, not as alone. Now, to be clear, I'm, I'm not saying that the only way to overcome shame is to talk about your mental health with everyone around you. You know yourself, and you know the people in your life best. Only you can be the judge of who in your circle is safe to share these things with. You have that wisdom inside of you, but I want you to imagine that park. Now, I want you to imagine... Who would you invite to sit in that park with you? Who do you trust enough to where you can sit in this park and say, you know what? Can I share some things I'm going through? And the interesting thing is, you have no idea that maybe this person that you so entrust with, maybe they've been through what you've gone through. Maybe that's why you're drawn to tell them these things. But imagine this park. And instead of 30,000 people, let's say there's three, maybe five, maybe 10 at the most. 10 closest friends, five closest friends, three of your closest friends. Which of those friends would sit with you in the park? And maybe they don't have the knowledge, maybe they don't have the gifting, or maybe they don't have the experience of what you're going through. But being able to sit down and share that with someone and then to go one step further 
and say, hey, you know what? I really feel alone with this. And I don't know who to talk to. I don't know who to sit with. And while I may not be looking to you for an answer, perhaps you can just hold my hand during this and maybe go with me as I find someone that that is a professional, that I can talk to this, that can take those breaths of compassion in and out and lift that fog. Of your three, of your five, of your ten, you may not have someone that has all the answers, and that's okay. But the first step is to realize you have this fog around you and you want it to lift you don't have to walk through a month with this. You don't have to walk through life with this. But finding someone in this proverbial park and sharing will begin to break the fog with some beautiful sun. And going one step further, and asking one of your friends, one of these people in this park, hey, will you be my support? Will you follow up or will you even go with me? It really mean a lot. That fog is going to lift. And you're going to feel the warmth of the sun and time. You don't deserve to feel shame about what you're going through. You don't. There's no reason why anyone should carry this thick fog around everywhere. But the interesting thing is, is you are not the only one. You're not. You're not alone in this. It's beautiful. There's a lot of people in this park. And right now, I want you to understand that you, you're not alone. You may feel like it, but you're not. After this episode, I'd love for you just to turn off everything just for a few seconds. I know we've taken some time today. But just close your eyes and imagine this park of a few of your closest friends. What friend in this park can you sit down with and say, Hey, can I share something? You are not alone. And nobody wants you to feel like you are. All I hope is that you can stay open to the idea that although you're unique and you are special in the most beautiful way, you're not alone. 280 million people in the world trying to work things out. You and I are in a park with 30,000 others trying to breathe our way to clear understanding. I have to be honest, it's a bit freeing to think of it this way. I mean, do I want 280 million people to be dealing with this? No, of course not. But if I were in a group of 30,000 plus in St. James Park or in Central Park right now, I would say we can lift this fog together. One breath, one conversation, one, hey, how are you, at a time. And that's the clearest, most beautiful image my mind has seen in a really, really long time.
To find more episodes of Calm It Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we 